Hey, do do we have a name for the podcast yet? Oh man. I think we got a couple of uh entries in for our our names before. Really? Yeah. Okay, fair. Then um we need we to gotta go through them. all of those. Yeah. yeah. Are they I think safe one was mine. Huh? Are they safe for work? Safe for work? Maybe. With Sean Sebastian and Caleb Young. So today we're going to be talking about how to lead in crisis and a few of the pitfalls that can occur if uh, you're not watching out for them. Because there's, um, there is there uh, is a scripture, actually, uh, that I really that really always rings true for me um, from a book of wisdom that says uh, there's a way that seems right to a person, but actually leads in death. And I'm like, like, what does that mean? And I, I probably just as like a, a young person probably took that the wrong way to, as in being like, don't ever trust your gut at all, which was, I think, the wrong thing to take away from that. You know, when you're when you're young, you just uh, amazing at recording things. Terrible interpreters. That's one thing I've learned. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, terrible interpretation of that. But th- there can be things that it seems like the right thing to do, especially right now amidst everything going on, amidst the winter that seems to be coming. How do you know that you're doing the right thing? How how can you lead? How can you react? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really relevant topic um, in in what we're dealing with today um, for for so many reasons, right? I mean. Um, what was the, uh, the, the scripture that you, uh, did I, did I maybe miss that? Yeah, it's, it's that, uh, there's a way that seems right to a man or a person, okay. but it leads in death. Got it. Okay. That was it. And so it's what like, was, what was your initial interpretation of that? Can I ask? I, oh man, my, my initial interpretation was basically, uh, never trust yourself <laughs> which is yeah, not and, the point that's that's actually <laughs> i'm thinking about young caleb i probably would have thought the same oh so like, if oh. i trust my gut it leads to inevitable death basically yeah right? yeah which is not yeah. the point <laughs> yeah. yeah what does that mean to you today and, and how's that changed that's a good question actually it leads to some of the heuristics that we're going to be discussing today so <laughs> Um, there is something in psychology called the affect heuristic, where it's a mental shortcut that allows people to make decisions. You can quickly make those like bringing in your emotions into your response, right? And so you make the decision according to what gut feeling that you have, right? And um, yeah, yeah, like th- I-, I see a lot of people like jumping to that right now. Do, do you feel that too? I do. Um, I, 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 not only do I feel it, I, I see it every day too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like we talked about this in a previous podcast, but it was a really interesting study and, and I'll just briefly touch upon it if, if people miss that one. But um, when faced with fear, uncertainty, stress, um, insert kind of whatever catalyst that may be, um, the, the study said that you would lose 10 to 15, even 20 IQ points just in that situation. Um, And just to, you know, put that in perspective, I mean, you could do, um, I'm not condoning any of this, but the study actually said this, but, you know, you could do some, uh, some uh, psychedelic drugs and it would have less 
uh, of an impact than stress and fear uh, as well. So I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the podcast that I was listening to is based out of Denver. So go make your own assumptions uh, around some <laughs> of those things, but uh, long, hmm. not condoning any of this. Uh, that's not my <laughs> point. The point was that I took away from the loss of IQ points when uncertainty and fear is faced. And gosh, man, it's, it's, uh, that's just something that I'm tr- still trying to grapple with um, yeah. and trying to stay in that calm state. Um, look, we can't control everything. We just can't. Right. We're going to, Everybody knows this in our personal lives. There are things that hit you from, from left field, but um, I'm just trying to, to do my best at staying centered and just focused on the, the task at hand and, and just making sure that I'm doing what I need to be doing. So, I, I mean, it definitely makes sense why people would allow their emotions to play into that. I mean, what, what are you seeing? I, I mean... God, like I know everyone's sick of hearing the unprecedented times and all this yeah, stuff, true. but it's it's true though. Like it's true. Like yeah. this is time that's not normal. And uh like the last time that we've had masks regulated and stuff like that was the Spanish influenza and like it's just like yeah. what do you like okay, like you like um I, I had a I had a tradition every day for my commute for like three years i called my grandfather who uh, passed away last year at 102 and so he actually went through that and you know one thing that never came up what he was doing in the, in the spanish influence <laughs> now in hindsight i wish i would have asked him but yeah, um yeah. yeah that you know we just talked about other stuff like uh his first date with my grandma and stuff like that but yeah. uh, even then like his relevant information wouldn't be relevant today for what we're facing you know yeah. like his his whole perspective was even as as progressive and forward thinking as he was like i don't know it's it's just different times and i, I think there's something to be said for trusting your gut um I, I think there's something to be said too for for waiting you know and, and just being able to have the wisdom to decide between the two of which one you're going to go with i think that, <laughs> you know at some point you have to say like okay I'm going to jump in and this is going to suck. Let's just do it. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and you go with your gut and you, and you just do it kind of like this podcast. We are like, okay, we're going to probably have a terrible couple episodes, yeah. you know, probably a couple terrible ones in the middle, but let's just do it. Why not? Let's just do it. And uh, you know, just, just able to go in. So I have a lot of respect for people that, that just do that because historically for me, I was probably more gun shy than, than I, I, I leaned to being more gun shy than I needed to be kind of, again, interpreting the wrong things right. from, from messages. Um, but now I'm learning more to trust that feeling and to trust the affect heuristic while also like leaning on like really smart people around me and be like, Hey, yeah. I'm thinking this, this is what I'm feeling. Does that make sense to you? Because this is important because you have experience in that. Right. I totally and, it's it's kind of like the same thing like when you have like a great business idea and you tell your uncle and your uncle's like oh that's a crappy idea it's like well has he ever done that business he's got eight failed businesses and he's never owned, owned a business like uh, what okay like maybe he doesn't know that's a whole other podcast in itself but yeah like finding the right people so trusting your gut but then who who has experience with this can i go to that person and more than likely they'll say yes and they'll they'll meet with you especially these days yeah, I agree. I mean, you touched upon quite a bit there that I actually agreed with. But, you know, I think one of the things that I'm trying to 
in that I see is, is within leadership, there's, there's two types of leaders, right? And everybody knows that the guy who kind of micromanages barks orders and, and is really kind of out of mm-hmm. touch of the, the actual employee base. And then there's one who maybe at times at, at to fault, cause I got, listen to me, I'm already defending it cause I'm, I'm on the other side. Right. So, um, but I'm just going to but the other guy is the one who's more employee focused, uh, truly wants to see others succeed. Uh, and that's the main drive and uh, wants to, of course, grow the bottom line of the business. But, you know, in, in my thinking of this topic, I was kind of go brainstorming on what that meant to me. And I've had leaders in the past who freak out. They, they, you know, kind of just bark orders and, and maybe that that's not even the right way of saying it, but they're, they're just really quick to, and, and they're, they're, um, how do I say this? Their tone. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that kind of go into this. So, you know, whenever a leader freaks out, that typically conveys, especially if you're a silent leader, that's a really big uh, red target, right? Or, or a big yeah. uh, kind of red flag. But, um, you know, I think from, from as I was kind of tearing through some of this, you know, I'm, I'm working on myself on trying to be more, as I mentioned, kind of focused and centered. And I think the best way to lead is to be able to, to have open communication, be transparent with what the business is facing or take it outside of business. Look, not everybody is in the rental community who, who may listen to this podcast, although most probably are. Um, but, you know, also just being a leader and being a beacon for people, listening to people yeah. and uh, giving advice where you feel like you, you can give advice um, is important. But I'm working at not just being quick to, uh, not and, and again, this is me not negating what you're saying on gut because I actually am a gut guy, and I, I if I feel something, I'll, I'll go with it. But I think also the presentation of that, and and also the stature that you have to have um, when delivering that message to a company, that's that's been a big shift for me uh, as being on team calls um, now, and and usually I'd be on the on the other end of that line, right? And I'd be able to hear tone, I'd be able to hear that message, and think, man, I wonder what's really going on. Um, and so I'm working on trying to be way more transparent um, around that. But I mean, am I, am I far off on that, Sean? I mean, do you feel like, I guess, kind of being able to, the, the way that you convey the message is, is really important, but then also the, the transparency and communication um, are, are key. I'm sorry for kind of dancing around that as much, but- No, no, man. I, I thought that was really, that was really poignant. Um, there's, a, there's a book called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. That, t- that touches on, all, on on a lot of that, which is, it's, it's a fantastic read if you get the chance. Um, yeah. It's just around, around that idea of transparency and leadership and, and what real transparency looks like, not just like uh, word vomiting, all your emotions and all the stress that comes into leadership. Nobody wants that. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm going to work for that guy who's just always vomiting all the stress and stuff that he's under all the time onto me. That's what I want to, you know, that's the person I want to learn from. It's like, no, no, nobody wants that. No, yeah. what, what they want is somebody that they feel like safe enough and transparent enough that they can work through those hard things together. That's two drastically different ways of doing it. They're, like there's one thing to, uh, there's one thing to be like, Hey, you know, guys, we are going through some tough times and things are going to be rough, but here's, here's what we know. We're, we're going to focus on this, this, and this to see our way through. What concerns do you have? Yep. Right? Versus 
guys, we've got to give it up. You know, it just sucks. Things suck right now. Yeah. Right. Huh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And that, that actually was the one that I was thinking about too, was that uh, catastrophizing. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but we'll just run okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Catastrophe. Where everybody right. kind of jumps to the worst possible conclusion, right? Uh, so a good, good example yeah. of that is the, the, the sales pipeline dries up. You're in the middle of yep. a pandemic. What does your brain automatically shift to? Doom and gloom. Let's just right. call it what it is. And, yeah. and I think that that's a really, it ha, it, well, it just has a lot of merit. Um, and I've seen it time and time again within uh, our current state. Yeah. Oh, where, do, where do you feel like you've seen it? Um, you know, I feel like I've seen it on some partner calls, believe it or not. Um, so, mm -hmm. Hey, we've got to be able to, to integrate and we've got to be able to, uh, you know, do all these different, uh, kind of new things, which is great. Look, I'm all about creativity and, uh, pivoting and, and evolving. Those are actually three huge pillars, but yeah. what I don't like is the, um, if not this, then we lose. That's mm -hmm. what I don't like. I like the this is the issue we're having. What if we did this, right? And it's just a simple mindset and maybe I just think about it differently. Um, but I don't like the whole doom and gloom thing, but I think a more relevant example is um, probably on the sales side of things, as I mentioned, you know, and, and project management. You know, look, there's um, in being a website development, um, there are people who are, hey man, I've got to get this website up and running in, in four weeks. And we got to get that going uh, as soon as possible. Actually, make it two weeks. Um, and so you're sitting there going, okay, <laughs> perfect. So this guy's ready okay. to go. Mm -hmm. However, something changes, as it always does. Priorities always shift. It just yeah. happens. It's the nature of business. Um, and so I think that I've heard, you know, on, on the project management side, gosh, I just, I can't get in touch with this guy. And then this project's kind of, going a little wonky because we've got a bunch of edits that we have to make and it's easy to go down the wrong path. My team does a great mm -hmm. job of handling those, but yeah. I can absolutely see how that could negatively affect um, certain individuals um, as well to say, look, this just isn't going well. And man, what a, what a day. And actually kind of like what you were saying the other day about the uh, relationship. So one negative thing, you've got to do five or 10 uh, <laughs> positive things to kind of negate that one negative. And I, I yeah. feel like that kind of plays into this a little bit too, but I just see things like that. And, and look, I'll be candid too and transparent from my side. Um, you know, I battle some of those things. I'm not a robot. I, I have feelings and emotions just like everybody else. And I'm, I'm working mm -hmm. on things, but man, there are some times where um, you're just getting beat up on uh, certain things and you go, man, what a day, what is going on? Um, yeah. But it's important to make that shift to say, look, this will pass. And uh, we've, what do I do and how do I address this um, to, to really put us in the right uh, direction here and put us in the right foot forward? So any thoughts on that? Am I, anything you disagree with in that? I guess I'm curious, like, how, how do you feel like that? Like, like where do you get that from? Like, did, did, you, did you pick that up from, like, a, a really resilient like aunt <laughs> or somebody or like really resilient uncle or someone that just like, Hey, you know, like the worst kept on happening and then they just kept pushing through it or like, what's. Mm, man, that's a good question, John. I, you know, I know that I've, I've stated the, the one personal side with, with a family member of mine. I think that plays a, a minor role, but I also think that it's me now understanding that my 
actions directly affect um, people's livelihood. And that's the big mm. shift for me, right? Like yeah. I, it's no longer Caleb is um, a business development manager or a, you know, whatever it is. Um, it is now, hey, Caleb is responsible for making decisions for others. And yeah. if I don't keep my calm and keep my cool around certain things, then I feel like I don't make the best decision. Um, yeah. and, and I look, I want those, I, actually, I need those 10 or 15 IQ points, believe me. Um, so, you know, I just try to stay as calm as I can. And I just try to make sure that I'm doing right by everyone else around me, because look, it's, it's not about me. It's, it's really not. And especially when yeah. it comes to business, it's, it's, um, you, you know, my philosophy of, of team and community and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a solitary effort by any means. Definitely. Definitely. Man. So like you use the, are you saying like you use the community around you to help realign you to when, when the minor set, when the minor setbacks happen? I think somewhat, but I think that's mentally, I think I view myself, um, knowing that I have to make the right decisions for, and other people are counting on me to yeah. kind of make sure our direction and our courses are correct. Um, yeah. But also I'm, I'm pretty humble and I'm humble enough to admit when I'm wrong too. And I think that's a really important thing. Um, look, if I don't get something right, I'll be the first one to tell my team, well, that did not work. Um, <laughs> and here's what I learned from it. What do you guys yeah. think? And, and, and bring yeah. that in. Yeah, um, oh, that's awesome. But I don't think that it's more maybe I should be doing this more. I'd be interested to hear your feedback on this, but I, I do want to say that when I said, what I said previously, I meant that it's not that I have conversations with my community saying, Hey, what should I be doing? But I know in the back of my head that those people are counting on me and I'm, I need to be accountable to them. Um, so that's what drives me. Oh, I'm sorry. Just one second. So good. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to say hi? Hi, Viola. <laughs> like that perfect hey don't put it on my keyboard i'm gonna get that off later <laughs> all right hey, i'm almost How done are you? oh oh you back <laughs> oh, that's um, awesome. where were we oh okay we were talking about um failure really I mean, like, really, right? Like, as far yeah. as like, if sure. if there's a minor, if there's a minor setback, suddenly that, you know, goes around the toilet bowl, and then you're like, ah, you get sucked into, yeah. There's, and there's it's easy for one person to lead the whole team astray, too. That's something. I'm, oh my I'm, god, that's so I'm, true. I'm trying to be cognizant of because, and that's yeah. kind of what I mean by. Look, I've got to stay calm and centered, uh, which I haven't touched upon. So thanks for saying that. But I promise I want to hear what you had to say. But it's important to kind of, I guess, button this up. Um, yep. Oh. Because, no. you know, I just feel like, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, I, we don't need to, to elaborate on that. It, you, you kind of get where I'm going with that. But no, like, how do you, do you just kick that person out of the tribe? Like, what do you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't think so. I, I think it's more of, um, then persuasion, persuasion comes into that. Right. Yeah. So optimistic persuasion um, of, hey, look, we had sat down before you had told me about some goals. My goal is actually to help you attain that. What can I do to help you yeah. with getting this goal and kind of redirecting that that ship? Right. Um, yeah. And tapping into the passion. And, and look, 
there are a lot of different ways that you can re-engage employees, but, but mine is, is probably the act of persuasion of um, trying to help people um, attain what they want to attain. Because man, if you could just harness back in, I mean, how important is it to you when you're having one of those days to say, Sean, you're really good at this and you kick tail at um, this specific aspect. And we had had a conversation about you kind of branching off and doing this project. I think now's a really good time to branch off and, and, and do that and, and kind of tap into a passion project. It wouldn't, you know, again, I, I just, it would reinvigorate you to where you're yeah. not being as, as negative um, or having that doom and gloom uh, perspective. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, yeah, I, I really like that a lot. Um, because, uh, oh. I put a grain of sand in here. <laughs> you have to try to find it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll have to find it later. Is that okay? Find it. Find it. <laughs> you want to say hi to everybody on the podcast? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ah. awesome. All right, let, let me let me finish up, okay? Hello. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, we man, might only awesome. be able to get one episode today. We may, um, yeah, yeah. That's all Sorry. good. Whatever. Sorry, Brad. Um, what? I, all right, so where we left off? Uh, what? So we we're talking about kind of uh, the act of persuasion of maybe bringing in mm, one of yeah, those persons re- and reassigning. Outlier. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I think that that's, that's incredibly important and, and being able to have the emotional intelligence who is struggling. Right. Right. Like if you're on a sales call with your team or if you're on not even, not even in sales, if you're on a call with your team and you notice that somebody is off, contact that person, right. you know, send a quick Slack message. Hey, you, you seem a little bit off. Is everything okay? Oh, no, yeah, no, no worries. It, I just stayed up late last night. Or, yeah, actually really struggling. Uh, my, my partner lost their job. And we have this going on. Like, they have a whole other life that, you don't, that you're not aware of that you should be engaging with them on. Not everything in their life, but at least on the emotional side. So, because if they're not bringing them their best selves to the table, then you're just losing productivity by the second because nobody can focus because they have so many emotional things swirling around and who doesn't right now, right? Like in one of the other ones where we talked about multitasking in the brain, I think that was on the, it's oh, the which podcast. podcast was that? Was that the same um, one? Yeah. I think it was Impacts of a Positive Mind, I think. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, I won't say I put it in the show notes because I made Brian mad, uh, our, our producer, because uh, no offense, Brian's amazing. But uh, <laughs> I, I kept on saying show notes, but I didn't record it. So it's really my fault. My fault, Sean. Um, <laughs> I think but, my favorite but, part of that was I didn't know what you were typing then because you'd be like, I'll put that in the show notes. And then you'd like, you know, just, just fake typing. Yeah. It was my grocery list. Oh, uh, <laughs> but engage with them on, on what's going on. It's like, oh man, right. this target doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't see how we can hit this target and then come up with a plan. Like you're saying together, how maybe they don't know about something you know about. Like there's a reason why like the biggest thing in most business books is communication because yeah. we all suck at it. <laughs> We everybody do. everybody sucks at it and we're Man, all learning how to get better together gosh i agree and also that that uh one achilles heel which is expectations so people have mm. this expectation of what should be happening yeah. uh, and they don't understand why things aren't happening in that specific 
um, I guess, kind of outline. Um, so yeah. they'd be like, well, if I were in Caleb's shoes, I'd be doing this. Um, but there are internal things that maybe they don't know about that, that may actually change their, their direction. But neither here nor there, I just feel like, you know, it's, um, it's communication is really important, but also just keeping, like you said, gosh, it's a, it's a great point on those, those um, people who maybe are uh, struggling at the time, uh, reaching out to them and, and really getting them re-engaged is, is a crucial element uh, as well. Yeah, because it, it's going to cost you more to oh, retrain yeah. a new person, especially right now. Can you afford to lose anybody right now? No. I can can't. anybody? I don't, uh, I don't know, so. you know, and and that's not not to be glib about like the the massive amounts of like layoffs and redundancies that are going on, but like like that that means all the more you need to step up and lead in crisis. Like you need to engage with your team. Like what's hey, what's going on really? Yeah, like dude, I love I love this. I learned this from Kevin Dorsey, KD. Um, if you're uh, this is a a plug for his patreon join his patreon group it's amazing uh because he gives like management uh management ideas and he's like he's helping manage like a 160 person sales team it's like it's nuts oh, yeah. and they're and they're killing it but he, he does the the how are you how are you really it's like hey how are you he's like oh yeah, yeah i'm good he's like no ask a second time how are you really because if you ask that second time it's like okay well this this and that's going on like just engage just engage yep. with them but and uh, going back to the how many how do you say catastrophizing catastrophizing yeah that's right yeah right, cool. catastrophizing I, I don't know I think it sounds right uh, back to catastrophizing it's not just you as the leader it's the team too they they're subject to these things just as much as as we are because and they they can might have they might have a minor setback they're so much percentage off a goal. And then now that minor setback spirals into something else that didn't have to be if you had engaged and stopped it sooner. Yep. That's my perspective, though. Completely agree. Uh, and that's been one of the big growth elements within my career over the past, uh, since January. I, I mean, I just feel like uh, being accountable to a board now um, and, and having some mm -hmm. of those elements, um, you know, you in the past, you would always just, um, when I was in the kind of in, in, in my other roles, I, I would be thinking, I wonder why we're going this direction. And yeah. now I can actually see some of those elements of the push and pull. I mean, the, the stresses don't change. Well, right. correction, the, the stresses don't stop. They do change in how they um, kind of come in now. Um, but from, from that side, it's, it's, it's another position. It's another role. And uh, just like uh, sales, marketing, all any insert job title, uh, the stresses are just a little bit different uh, coming from different angles. But uh, you're right, man. We're all dealing with it uh, 100%. Yeah. And I think, so my, again, my big one is that whole I'm now accountable for other people's livelihood. That's the big element. In in my when did, with me right now. When did that like when did that like sink in for you? Was it like as soon as you became CEO? Was it like release. as you were signing the paperwork? The press yeah. release. Yeah. Absolutely. Once yeah. it's out in the public, everybody knows you're responsible for rental hosting now, right? It's yeah. and uh, and true. then also with the title, uh, you know, come the employees of okay, so what are we gonna do now? Um, and it's it's uh, it's an interesting uh, wrinkle to to, to, to experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, when you see your face on the on, on a press release and it's it announces and you go, oh man, this is real. Um, yeah, that's 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 what it changed for me, hundred percent. Yeah, that that makes. I mean, I, I could see that, man. I could totally see that. Yeah. So, oh, man, what do you think about from here going into what are some ways to to let's see because we only talked about the effect heuristic and then the catastrophizing heuristic yeah, which are both sure. really good yeah um what are some ways that you can some steps that you can do to make sure that you're doing the doing the right gut feeling and then also uh not letting minor setbacks pull you in yeah good question I feel like we've touched upon a few of those. Um, I guess we already did, didn't we? Yeah. No, no, no. It's I, I just feel like, you know, from from that side, you know, I I'll speak it from from kind of where I'm at. But you know, again, I think me being calm and assertive at the same time, just a, it, it's an interesting balance, right? It's um, I'm also known as uh, uh, the the nice guy, right? Uh, and that's something that's um, you know, I it doesn't mean that I have to yell at people to get things done. Um, mm. And I'm working on kind of sharpening those sides of, of the sword. I don't know if that's the right analogy, but I'm, I'm trying to evolve yeah. in the way of, look, I can be nice and respectful and have empathy as a leader, but also direct and, and be assertive uh, at the same time. Um, and I'm, I'm finding extreme value and, and actually really good reactions from customers, from employees, um, as I've tried to kind of polish that uh, a little bit more. Um, but look, assertive calmness um, it is, is something that I'm, I'm still tweaking, but I also think tra that transparency and communication, as we mentioned, is just really key. Um, yeah. and, and being able to have honest feedback. Look, if I ask somebody, hey, Sean, and there's also a difference. If I just say, Sean, how are you? You're going to sure. answer in the normal general way, right? Yeah. But if I just say, Sean, you know, I, it was really odd, man. I was uh, reading this thing about London and how things have changed and uh, how, you know, COVID's changed things. And man, it just made me think about you. How, what's, what's going on over there? And, and how are you dealing with some of this stuff? And look, maybe that's not positioned perfectly, but it's a, kind of like what we talked about with storytelling. Yeah. It's a little bit more sympathetic and genuine and that's you and I both are that way so I think that just kind of comes naturally I mean that wasn't a planned line by any means um, but I think it's all in the approach too so having to really be genuine on the feedback that you want um, because look you're, you're not gonna like all the answers somebody may unload on you uh, when you yeah. ask that and you've got to be prepared for that it's not gonna be all I'm really doing great I just got engaged. Um, we just bought a new house. It's never going to be like that, right? It's, it's yeah. Just not. The Cowboys just won the Super Bowl. Right. Oh, wow. That's, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen for a while. <laughs> I mean, I, Come on. It's only been like uh, 25 years. Oh, man. Yeah. Since yeah. 95, I think, was the yeah. last one. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. 15, 25, yeah. 25, no, 15. Yeah. 25. 2020, fam. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, hey, that gets me every now and again too. Um, My brain is yeah. I need more coffee, I guess. But yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> if we're if we're having a conversation oh, about this, it's bad. been way too long. 
My bad. It is uh, 1996 was the last time. My mistake. So, Ooh, okay. so right. you know, 24 yeah. years. 24 years. Okay. But All right. 24 is a magic number. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, we're probably going to get death threats after uh, saying that about the Cowboys. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, I think, yeah, I think you're spot on, man. Uh, and I know that but like, what would you tell the CEO, the manager, the leader, the leader who's like, I just don't have time. I don't have time to to uh, make sure my employees are their emotions are in check or and, and taken care of. They can handle that. I'm just need to focus on the bottom line, and I don't have time for this. Like, what what would you say to that person? Mm. I think I would follow up with a question, which would be, how are you prioritizing? your daily processes and, and what's taking up so much of your time. Um, because if That's you're not cool. tapped in and if you're not, if you don't have employees engaged with you and on the same page, man, there's a lot of variability um, that, that could happen there. So anyways, I just want to know kind of more about that. And you know, maybe he is really tapped out. Um, there have been times. Um, so we're, we're working on a whole new backend and, and infrastructure here at rental hosting. And there are times when I can definitely feel that way. But I have to fight the urge of even allowing that to be in my brain because that's not fair to my customers and my employees to say, hey, look, look I, just, although I love the end of the month pushes and all that stuff, but I've been in a role two, two employers, uh, well, a few employers ago, I don't even know how many it was, but there was this huge push on end of month um, and it created so much chaos. And look, it's great. It's, it's the mentality shift and I, I see a lot of value in it for the most part. But there is a negative side to that, which is people will do anything to get a deal done. And um, that can lead to some repercussions as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can really be unkind to your future self by rushing yeah. into certain deals. Right. So I think there's some, some balance um, that needs to happen there. But yes, I, look, again, I'm a fan of it. I actually incorporate some of that in a, yeah. in a minor sense uh, within our, our business of, hey, look, it's end of month. We have anything that's that's kind of dangling. We should definitely go and grab that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean that's you know back to your question on uh, you know being tapped out on time and all of that stuff. I just and, and why I brought it at the end of the month. It's one of the on a personal level too. It's one of the most the biggest pet peeves that I have, which are people that just say, "Hey, sorry, I haven't gotten back to you in two weeks on your text message. I've been really busy." I, I mean, look, we're all busy. Let's just face it, you know? And I'm not saying that I expect an immediate response, but yeah. come on. It's just one of those pet peeves that I have. So I, I struggle with that. Again, maybe my calmness and assertiveness is not coming out here, but, uh, you know, I, I just think that that's something that I'm trying to work on getting better at. <laughs> is, that, is that the uh, cat catastrophizing that you do when you don't get a, a text back? No, I mean, I... Maybe not that bad, but I just feel like <laughs> it's actually not the lack of text because I, I already know if somebody doesn't text back, I know they're busy, right? Yes, yeah, right. That's the assumption. Deal. Why do you That's need to assumption. vocalize it? Yeah. yeah, you don't need to vocalize it. Hey, yeah. man. Sorry, I'm just getting back to you or whatever. Yeah. Right. You don't, say that you don't even need to address it. I have yeah. a, one of my best friends, um, who, Jacob in, in Denver. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, love the guy to death. He's got two kids, a wife. He's got, um, he works for an amazing company and he's just busy. He's actually in a, a rock band as well. And 
the guy's busy. And so I never think about um, if he doesn't respond. I don't. You're getting attacked, by the way. And if you're not seeing getting the video, attacked. Sean's uh, daughter is uh, getting after him right now. Um, this, is, this, this is most of my calls. Right. Yeah, this is great. Um, <laughs> I love it. But again, I don't feel like that would change. Like, that doesn't affect me. And whenever we talk and we text, I, I don't need any of that stuff. I don't need the preface. And he doesn't need to give me any of that. And if he does, I say, man, there are no apologies needed, right? Hey, yeah. It's understood. That's it. Just so there's like, a little bit of respect that goes there too. Yeah. But what what you said uh, before reminded me of a quote I read recently by Eckhart Tolle, because you were talking about doing like focusing on if, with a CEO that's like, hey, what, what do you got going on that's making you so busy, right? And uh, as I tickle, right. and um, there, <laughs> hey, we're almost done, okay? Hey, oh, hey, we're almost done. Can you go, hey? I know. We're gonna go swimming. We're gonna go swimming later today, okay? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Actually, no, we don't need to do that. Well, no, I guess we can do it. We'll do it real quick. Um, hey, real let's, quick. Let me start what, was over that, what was that toll? Uh, yeah, that's what I'll go what back to. Sorry. That's what I'll go back to. Hey, I need to finish. Thank you. Okay. So I'm really glad what you said earlier. So we'll start. We'll start over again. Sorry, Brian. Yep. So hey, love. Hey, I asked you twice. Thank you. <laughs> so I really liked what you said earlier about the the CEO who had so much going on that they can't keep up with everything. And then your question, which I wasn't expecting, is, "What does your daily life look like?" Right. And it reminded me of a quote I saw recently by Eckhart Tolle that said. The great arises out of small things that are honored and cared for. Right. And so like, are, are you keeping track of those? It is, right? Are, are you keeping track of those small things that, that allow greatness to, to thrive and to grow? And like a lot of people that are in leadership, that are entrepreneurs um, and, and, and work their way to uh, upper echelons in business, like they're executors, right? They, they worked really hard to get there. Uh, and but some of the time they can forget some of those small things the foundation work that that people that that they need to focus on and 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 forget that foundation that they laid and those small seeds that that have now grown into into bigger things so yeah i think i think it's really important to look at those like what what are you doing with your day that doesn't allow you to engage with your team because you are again by being able to focus on your team and their emotional wellness and being able to produce that leads to production call it roi if you want that's what's going to get you through the winter that's coming that's the only way i agree 100 percent. and that's what i would like to try to with with your example um, of what i'd like to try to kind of water down and get to that um that sounded like I was panhandling for gold, but eventually get to, to what the, the nugget actually is, right? Um, right. Because, look, we all fall victim to it. We're all busy people. Uh, I feel like in today's uh, landscape, um, you know, now more than ever, there's uh, personal and businesses bleeding together. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like there are no, like, stops uh, anymore. And so I just feel like it all kind of uh, bleeds together. But nonetheless, I, I, I do think that 
you've got to pay attention to the small things. And I think maybe some people get so ingrained on they have to touch everything that's within the business. You also have yeah. to trust that you have the right employees because I don't, you know, it, when you hire someone and when you have an employee, there's got to be that level of trust that everybody's toeing the line um, as well. And so, you know, if my developer, I don't need to call up my developers every day to, to get an update on certain things, right? I just tell them. I know that they're getting things done. And if something is wrong, <laughs> trust me, I will be the first one that gets a call. Um, and so, you know, I just, I, I think that there are, there, there are just some nuances that kind of go into some of that. Um, and it's, it, man, we're packing a lot into this specific thing. I'd love to actually unpack it on a separate podcast. We should. Um, but yeah, in, a general, should, in right. a general sense, look, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you, although you have to pay attention to the minor things uh, and, and the small things, if you will, those small things have huge impact. Um, so it's yeah. easy to feel inundated and like you don't have time, but it's also important to trust your employees and to know that they're toeing the line and, and doing what they need to get done too, so that you can be an effective leader um, and lead the pack. And also, by the way, just because you have a title doesn't mean that you're the leader. Um, I just wanted to point that out. Um, That's a good point. There, I've been in several organizations where um, a sales rep over a CEO has more of a leadership mentality and they had a great relationship. They didn't combat each other it was they both leaned on each other for those things. Um, so utilizing the talents of your team um, to get through these tough times too. Definitely. Yeah, Any parting thoughts? What are you thinking? Uh, do you agree? Do you, uh, are, are you, are you uh, kind of seeing some of these things kind of uh, currently in, in today's landscape? 100%. 100% seeing the, that right. Yeah. I mean, because COVID, didn't change the way humans relate necessarily right. you know like as far as it, it it heightened things it's it definitely like peaked the volume quite a bit as far as like the stress and everything going on uh but still people have faced way worse things people face way worse things in a in a day in general right just daily so just being able to focus and learn from others on your team and in your team and from other teams. And but like you said, being humble enough to know when you made a mistake and then say to the team, Hey, I messed up. Yeah. That, that was a really boneheaded move. We, we shouldn't have done that. And it's, it's pretty surprising. But when the first time I was a manager, I thought that I had to be perfect. That I couldn't make anything wrong. Right. Yeah. But, but I remember messing up and nobody quit. And I was what? like, Oh, <laughs> y'all are y'all are still here okay okay cool we can keep going right and then we just we just kept going it was like this weird thing of like i thought i had to you know be the, the napoleon or whatever and never make a mistake well napoleon made mistakes sorry he made a lot of mistakes you know I, yeah. not... <laughs> well that's that's just part of, of living right it's not about uh we think it's win and lose but it's just win and learn that's it yeah, it's a strong statement too. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I resonate with that 100%. And, and you're right. I mean, look, um, we, we all make mistakes. Uh, we've all been told that from uh, childhood on, but um, admitting them when you're an adult, for some reason, we adults have this thing where we don't feel like we should have to admit when we're wrong, but, um, uh, or some don't. But uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I make mistakes and I'm going to be the first one to say, look, I really screwed the pooch on this one. It's going to be okay. It's yep. going to be okay. That's right. Oh. 
Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been Sean and Caleb. <laughs> we'll see you next time.